The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Hey, shout out to Steve Harvey, Michael Holly. Back in 2000, on the classic Kings of Comedy tour, the DVD yeah. of which I still own. Of course. Steve Harvey. I'd be disappointed if you didn't introduce. <laughs> Steve Harvey introduced a phrase to the, uh, to the lexicon that will live on forever. You and I quote a lot of movies. We quote a lot of songs. Can I guess? Um, sometimes without even knowing it. You want to, you want to go ahead? And, you, you know which one it is. And for those that don't know, Steve was clowning, uh, as comedians often do, he was clowning the attire of a, uh, somebody that was attending the, uh, the comedy show, somebody in the front row, one of the audience members. Boogie. And he was talking about what he did for a living. What was the name again? Boogie. 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 And he said something that has Steve Harvey uttered a phrase on that stage that has such wide-ranging applications, Michael. And what is that phrase? That lets me further know. It lets me further know. I mean, I say that once a day. I say, I don't know. We, we say it to each other. All, no. yeah. Further no, okay? <laughs> and we've been saying it for the 20 years, and we'll be saying it for the rest of our lives. That lets me further know. So, we already knew it. We tried to tell you. It was plain as day. But this New York Times report, actually, it's not just the New York Times. I beg your pardon. It's a 104-page document released yesterday by Inspector General Michael A. Bolton. And that document is entitled Review of the Events Surrounding the January 6, 2021 Takeover of the U.S. Capitol. And if you didn't know, now you know. But for the rest of us, it just let us further know that there are two Americas. And in one of those Americas, white supremacy trumps national security. If you have not read this... If you have not read this, uh, the summary of the report, which is all over the place, yeah. uh, it is not shocking, but nonetheless infuriating and sickening to see how obvious it is the double standards and the juxtapositions which are all around us. Because if you want to just juxtapose January 6th to the last three nights in Brooklyn Center, right outside Minneapolis, Minnesota. That just lets you further know how rioters, actual rioters, were treated storming the Capitol versus legitimate protesters protesting an actual injustice, how they're treated 
by police. Just to point out a few things, Michael. Just to point out a, a few, rioters. few highlights. Don't even call them rioters. That 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 that, that still insurrection minimizes. That was a, it, they are straight it, up insurrection. Sure, fine. Straight whatever up sedition. Whatever you want to call it. Straight up anti-American. We know what it is. I've called Straight it that. You've up. called it that. We know. I've called it that from day one. You've called it that from day one. There's no need to explain what that was at this point. There should be no need to right. explain what that was at this point. It was a riot at the Capitol led by insurrectionists, by white supremacist insurrectionists. Plain as day. It was plain on January 6th. It's plain on April 14th. So a couple of things from this document that Bolton points out. Agency leaders failed, and I want to come back to that word failed with you, Michael, failed to adequately prepare despite explicit warnings that pro-Trump extremists pose a threat to law enforcement and civilians and that the police use defective protective equipment. Leaders ordered their civil disturbance unit to refrain from using its most powerful crowd control tools like stun guns to put down the onslaught. And this is even though that they know that Congress itself was the target, okay? Uh, He goes on to say such things as they were not allowed to use some of the most powerful uh, tools and techniques against the crowd on the orders of supervisors. Quote, heavier, less lethal weapons, including stun grenades, were not used that day because of orders from leadership, Mr. Bolton wrote. Uh, Officials on duty on January 6th told him that such equipment could have helped the police to push back the rioters. Uh, It goes on and on. I'll come back to a couple of other things. But the thing I just want to focus on when it comes to fail, this was not a failure. The only way that January 6th was a failure, Michael Holly, is that they failed to, to successfully assassinate members of Congress or, as it were, the vice yeah. president. That was the only failure. Otherwise, it was a rousing success because it was intended to be. There was no miscalculation. Was. There was no lapses. They were invited and welcomed to the Capitol by people who were in on it. It was an inside job. It was obvious that it was an inside job then, and it's even more obvious that it's an inside job today. It just lets us further know. Let's us further know, and that's a that's a great callback, a great reference. And and, and before I get into it, I, you talk about the hypocrisy and the double standard. I, I, I'm trying to stop myself from laughing at the unintended comedy of some of these folks who are, and, and the people that they voted for, and the people that supported them and tell them that they're very special pe- people, I'm looking at you, 45, that some of these people claim to be anti-big tech, but we had an insurrection brought to you by Apple. Thank you very much, which allowed us to get even more information. We had an insurre- insurrection sponsored by Apple, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thank you for all of the moving pictures and the stills uh, brought to you by big technology. But here's the thing. And this bothered, it bothered me then and it continues to bother me to this day. That's why I said my breaking point when I talk to everybody is, do you believe that the election was stolen? It's straight up. Like, I, I don't like life's too short. I don't want to waste my time, you know, trying to figure out, I don't want to dance around. Let's get right to it. Do you believe that the 2020 presidential election, national election was stolen. And if the answer is yes, then I know what I'm dealing with. And so I was just annoyed that we were even in this position on January 6th. 
They shouldn't have been there mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. first place. They were they were there mm-hmm. because the former president of the United States represented all the things, all the ills, all the corruption, all the lies, all the double standards, all the racism, all the white supremacy. All of that was embodied. He didn't create it, but he embodied everything that is vile uh, about this uh, January 6th insurrection. So he was that he's the, the point person for it. He kept encouraging it. I was just aghast that in November, late November, in December, that we could all see it. Those of conscience, those people paying attention could see and feel the buildup. Even in Georgia, as corrupt as some of those politicians are in Georgia, on the right, we're saying, hey, Mr. President, please, please stop. Stop. They were on his side, and he kept going. So the fact that we even had that was annoying. But January 6th, there's no question. I put in the feed that that Capitol was the new spotlight and that we've got part of it here. This report is great, Mike, but you referenced 104 pages. It's great, uh, good detail. But I believe, just because I believe in journalists so much, I believe there's even more there. There's even more. There's even more to report, more yeah. stories to tell, more people to expose, more covers that we can just yeah. rip open and see, ha, now, the, the, real, the real question is, when this inside job, I know some police officers knew about it, which members of Congress, which members right. of Congress knew about it? Right. How, how, high now, up, how high up did this conspiracy go? You can say spotlight, yeah, you can say Watergate. Clearly, this is, this is right. yeah. Because I was going to say, clearly from the video, Mitt Romney, it doesn't appear uh, that Mitt Romney knew, but Mitt Romney wouldn't know. Because, mm-hmm. Mitt, you ain't that kind of people. They think you a rhino. And there's no, there's no room for rhinos. There's no room for reason. That's why they wanted to kill, they wanted to hang Mike Pence. Because Mike Pence was with them until he decided right. to, you know, I don't know, do his job. I don't want to applaud I, him I haven't for read it. the it, entire... Yeah, right. he decided exactly. to follow the Constitution, and That's, why, that's why I had zero sympathy. So, right. so, look, sorry, sorry if that sounds cold. Sorry if that sounds, you know, insensitive. I, sorry, not sorry. I'm not sorry. I, I get Mike Pence gets no sympathy for me, you know, because he was up and he was up. He was with Donald Trump right along with Donald Trump until he just absolutely could not be until and he he's could. still kind of falling back into trying to be on the right on, on, the, on his side in this whole thing. But listen, I said there was no lapses, no miscalculations. This was all planned. This was all orchestrated. Um, this was as much of an accident this was as unintentional as Kim Potter shooting Dante Wright. That's how much of an accident this was. So take process that however you want. Um, let me read a little bit more to you, though. This is from the New York Times summary, and you, and you react yeah. to this. Let me just read a few more passages here. Um, three days before the siege, a Capitol Police intelligence assessment warned of violence from supporters of President Donald J. Trump, who believed his false claims that the election had been stolen. Uh, some had even posted a map of the Capitol's com- Capitol complex's tunnel system on pro-Trump message boards. Quote, unlike previous post-election protests, the targets of the pro-Trump supporters are not necessarily the counter-protesters as they were previously, but rather Congress itself is the target on the 6th. The threat assessment said, according to the Inspector General's report, stop the steel's propensity to attract white supremacists, militia members, and others who actively promote violence may lead to a significantly dangerous situation for law enforcement and the general public alike. 
This is not after the fact, people. This is not after right, the this fact. This is all before. But on January but, oh, 5th, but, the Mike, agency wrote in a plan yeah. for the... Yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. No, no, keep going. Keep go going. No, no, want me to go? No, go ahead. Go okay. I'll get to it. I'll just, I'll, just read this, I'll just read this last part. But on, the January, on January 5th, the agency wrote in a plan for the protest that there were, quote, no specific known threats related to the joint session of Congress. And the former chief of the Capitol Police has testified that the force has determined that the likelihood of violence was improbable. What were you about to say? I was going to say, look, and I love the way you said it. This is before the fact, right? This is all before it happened. So you, 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 had, the, you had the script before it happened. And yet you still have people to this day, elected officials who will defend, who will defend what happened, who defend what happened, who continue to talk about uh, the steal and how this uh, we gotta we gotta change voting we gotta change voting laws. Georgia's not alone. We're picking on Georgia, rightfully so, but Georgia's not alone in trying to reshape and rewrite voting laws. Most states have something, have somebody, have some folks who are trying to do the same thing. Mike, do you know that fifty five percent, according to a recent poll, fifty five percent of Republicans still think that. Joe Biden is an illegitimate president? Still. I have seen those polls. Yes, I do know that. And the only thing that shocks me about that is that that's kind of low. Like that I thought it would have been higher. higher. Yes. So, so it, like, we, we knew all of this stuff was coming. This report, is, this report is basically saying, hey, people knew beforehand they didn't do the job. So I, I, let me just uh, take it down to its most base level, its most uh, simple level. People knew what was coming Mm -hmm. and they didn't do their job. But can't you say that about a lot of people in the United States of America? Can't you say that about 74 million people in the United States of America? You knew that the guy you were voting for was a liar, but you didn't do the job. You voted for him anyway. You knew that he was a sexist and a racist Mm, and you voted for him anyway. You knew that he was a fraud when it came to business, but you voted for him anyway. You knew that he didn't stand for Christianity and religious ideals. He's holding the Bible upside down, talking about two Corinthians. Can't even say the books of the Bible, right? But you voted for him anyway, and you're saying that he is, uh, he is like some prophet. Who's this, Jeremiah, Isaiah? You know better. So the whole thing, all the things that we have heard and been shamed by from, oh, those were Trump impersonators at the Capitol on January 6th to Antifa to BLM is, is, is a, uh, uh, an angry and a violent organization. organization. Yeah. Yeah. All those things. And can I just get, let me just get a little deeper here where the report says 43 people, the rest 43 of the 357 arrested have military experience. So, so tell me again mm-hmm. about respect for the military. Tell me again about how these NFL right. players, how it just offends your sensibilities that these fine men and women of the military are being disrespected by someone taking a, uh, a peaceful, a, a silent, peaceful, nonviolent protest. Respect for yeah, the blue military. Lives ma- blue lives matter. Blue lives did not what are you matter talking about? on January 6th. On January 6th, apparently blue lives did not matter when nearly 140 officers were injured. And of course, Officer Brian Sicknick uh, later collapsed and died after being assaulted by the insurrectionists. Um, supposed to be a couple other things. Let me read a couple other things. I was just going to say real quick. I'll I'll, I'll Mm -hmm. say this. Mm -hmm. Everything 
that the insurrectionists claim to stand for and that the party claims to stand for went up in flames and was exposed. We already knew it. Once again, we already knew it, but it was exposed for the world to see. The party of law and order. Oh, mm-hmm. law and order, right? The, the party of, hey, uh, blue lives matter and we respect the police and we're going to do it the right way. No, you're, you're, a, you're, putting, you're attacking police officers. You're killing police officers. How about the uh, black, uh, the black capital police officers Scar- who were there them. that day? Traumatizing them, terrorizing them. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. yeah. You, giving them, having a, a parade, a, a rainstorm of N-words all day long as they attacked the Capitol. So it's all like a fraudulent yeah. house of cards. And oh, absolutely. If people, so, and when people can't see it, it annoys me, really. It really does. It's not, a, it's not even no, about politics. As it should. Listen to this. Uh, this is um, this is one of the uh, this is from the assessment three days before the riot. Supporters of the current president see January 6, 2021 as the last opportunity to overturn the results of the presidential election, said the assessment uh, three days before the riot. This sense of desperation and disappointment may lead to more of an incentive to become violent. Listen to some of these messages um, that were being posted. Be ready to fight. Congress needs to hear glass breaking, doors being kicked in, and blood from their BLM and Pantifa slave soldiers being spilled, a message read. Get violent. Stop calling this a march or a rally or a protest. Go there ready for war. We get our president or we die. Nothing else will achieve this goal. This is all the stuff that was readily available. And the thing about it, Michael, is again, the National Guard and the state police and everybody that's camped out every night in Brooklyn Center is ready for war. They're ready for war. No question about it. And it's been said in so many ways, I'll repeat it in this conversation. You are better off being a white supremacist attacking the United States Capitol than you are being a black man driving with air freshener hanging from your rearview mirror. That's true. So juxtapose the lack of accountability for everything that's happened on January 6th with what's going on in Minnesota right now, whether it's the Derek Chauvin trial or whether it's Dante Wright's murder, Dante Wright's killing. <laughs> how, how can it, like, sometimes, Michael, honestly, man, and even when I saw this last night and I knew I wanted to talk about I know you want to talk about it as well, but I was just like, man, sometimes I, I worry. No, I, I don't worry. I don't worry. Sometimes I feel like we are preaching to the converted. I, I, I wonder how many hearts or minds we're reaching, touching, changing, even if I could, if I could flatter our, ourselves, uh, how many eyes we're opening, or are we just strictly talking to the people who already see this for what it is? Do they already recognize those two Americas? Because it's like, how much more proof do you need? How much more needs to happen until it lets you further know? Not just let us further know, yeah. but let yeah. you further know that this country's messed up. And it's messed. And, and I go back to what Greg Popovich said. I know we got Jason on the other side waiting for us. Greg Popovich talked about we're Rome. I, I wonder if it's just that it's it's could it could this grand experiment? Some some days I feel hopeless insofar as like could this grand experiment be beyond repair? Could this American experiment be beyond repair because of the foundation that it was built on? 
It was built on slavery. Right. It was built on genocide. It was built but on it's not, theft. But it's not even the foundation. It's you understand the what I'm saying? And we, and we, but it, no, it, that, that is the foundation. That's not the foundation of America? No, no, I'm saying. Right. But the, oh, okay, you said the foundation is not the problem. But, but the foundation, it, you know, it's a problematic foundation. There's no question about it. But I think the bigger problem is the lack of acknowledgement of it. The lack of acknowledgement right. and the lack of, of, of thought into yes. what that meant. Like you can't... But we're saying the same and, thing. And, that if, yeah, if, if that's inherently like if people, who we are as a country right. since our founding, will we ever get to a point? And by, I don't mean we, I mean will we them. Ever will they ever get to a point? Yes. and Because in order to fix the problem, you got to acknowledge that there is one. And, we, and, 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 and the other We've thing never is, done it. people continue to try to turn the page on January 6th. They try to turn the page on January 6th like that's yesterday's news. And I love the spotlight comparison. We have no idea how deep this rabbit hole goes. There's yeah, so much we'll more to unpack from this and so much more to pull from it and to learn from it if we're ever truly going to move forward instead of saying, oh, that was a terrible day. That was, that was bad. Moving right along. Let's forgive. Let's unite. Damn that. There's, there's still a lot of accountability to be had for that. Yeah, they're uh, allies. We got to be accountable to our guests. Take this break. Yeah, they're, they're allies. All the, people, all the people who voted that same day, they came back that same day. Yeah. And they and they voted to certify the election. Yes. And there were <laughs> yes. And there were hundreds, yes. hundreds, who said no. I'm not certifying this thing. Those and they, are allies. And they still so plotting. They still plotting. Right. They still holding fundraisers. They still making money off of this, off, off of this lie. And they're still bound still down. down. What, I, what I, what I told you a long time ago. To the guy from Mar-a-Lago. He gonna govern. He gonna govern from Miralago. He going to govern from Florida. And sure enough, he's still running that party from Florida. They don't need Twitter. Still running it from Florida. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters. Both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... Oh, my charcoal mask. Great, because why would I put that on my face when I could drop it in my sink? This is what I get for multitasking. Ugh, why is charcoal so sticky? <clears throat> Hello? Hey, Janice. I am so sorry. I thought I was on mute. <laughs> no, we don't need to reschedule. I'll just stay off camera. Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers. But you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader. Say his name! Dante Wright! Say his name! Dante Wright! They murdered my nephew! She killed my nephew! Listen! Every pistol! Every taser! Mm-hmm. It has a safety on it! Mm-hmm. She saw that she had to release that. I watched that video like everybody else watched that video. 
That woman held that gun out in front of her for a long damn time. A long damn time. Yes, she did. My nephew was 20 years old. Tell him 20 years old. I don't care what nobody got to say about him. He was loved. Yes, he was ours. He came from us. My brother and my sister's hurt. Like I said, this is no broken home. This is no broken home. This is 23 years of love. 23. My nephew was 20. Did y'all not see my little great nephew? Did y'all not see that beautiful baby? He is fatherless. Mm. Not over a mistake, over murder. Come on. That's murder. Murder. Say his name. Dante Wright. Say his name. Dante Wright. My nephew was a lovable young man. His smile. Oh, Lord, the most beautiful smile. Y'all took that. My nephew's blood is on y'all hands. It's Naisha Wright um, and Kim Potter, the police officer, uh, former police officer, uh, who killed Dante Wright. Uh, she has been arrested, taken into custody, and charged with second-degree manslaughter. Uh, Jason Johnson, uh, who's with us now, as I'm sure you already know. Uh, I can imagine... And I know why, Jason, because, I mean, you want to charge what theoretically you might be able to convict. But I imagine you had the same reaction that a lot of people, including us, had when you saw second-degree manslaughter charges. It was like, eh, like, what, what is that? Like, it just, it felt, it felt, yet another empty, empty gesture, right? It's, it's, it's not enough. Yeah. thing is, Michael, like, none of this brings any of these people back. Like, none of it does. Yeah. None of it brings any of these people back. And that's always, I think, the first most important thing. No amount of justice brings someone back. George Floyd will never hug his daughter again. He will never say hi to his girlfriend again. Dante Wright will not get to see his son raised. He will never get to hug his mother again. He will never get to hug his father again. He'll never get to spend time with his family. So I always want to dwell on that first because the charges are almost secondary to the fact that there is a mm-hmm. loss of life that can never be replaced under any circumstances. There is no justice that can replace the hole in his aunt or his whole family's heart. There is no justice. I think about the fact that in, in 20, 25 years, right, we'll be seeing 3D hologram interviews on the anniversary of these men's murders with their kids. And how are those kids going to be 20 to 25 years later? All I know about my dad is that he got killed on national television. By the way, the cop who murdered him did six years. And now she's living yeah. in Montana. Right. Yeah. So so that that's always, I think, a big part of it. But, but, but quite frankly, look, it's just like we talked about with the Derek Chauvin trial. This is not the kind of thing that a just system would even pay that much attention to. Dude, you murdered a guy in broad daylight and a million people across the planet saw you. The trial should be open and shut and done, right? I promise you, you and I all know, all of us know this, that if he had kneeled on a golden retriever's neck for nine minutes, 
It's yeah. over. Jeffrey right. Lurie and the Eagles and Arthur Blake would be like, you're a dog killer. Like, everybody would be after him right. if he kneeled on a, on a golden they would, they would be talking. About, they, they wouldn't be talking about what the dog ate or the size of the no. dog's heart. No. Or whether the saying, dog had gotten in trouble earlier. Chocolate. If we think the dog he wouldn't had have made chocolate it. Yeah. early in the day. Fellas, he wouldn't have made it to nine minutes. He wouldn't right. have made it there. Somebody yeah. would have taken him out. Right, right. Right, a no. group of women from Lulu on a jogging trip. Yeah, so his colleagues so would have probably told him to get up. <laughs> right, exactly. It'd have been bruh. It's a dog. Let it go. It bit you. Chill. So, so that's the thing. So even if she, you know, even if Potter gets charges, and even if she ends up going to jail for ten years or something else like that, you murdered somebody. And quite frankly, when you're a police yeah. officer, you should be held to a higher standard. And look. Got, yeah. I don't know about y'all. I can reach into my pocket and tell the difference between my house keys and my car keys. How the hell you can't tell yeah. the difference between a gun and a taser when it's in your hand for quite a few minutes? After twenty six years. After twenty six years. Um, Come on. Quick, quick note just on the charges under Minnesota statute: second degree manslaughter can apply in cases where someone has created quote unreasonable risk and kills another right. person through their negligence. The maximum punishment for a second-degree manslaughter conviction is 10 years in prison, although sentencing guidelines call for about four years for someone with no criminal history. And, Michael Holly, you and I have talked privately about this. It's like there is so little credibility involved when it comes to the police until I can't put it past this president of the police union to be covering it up in real time. Oh, yeah. Taser, taser, taser. Oh, Oh, bleep, I shot him. It's already on film. It's already there. There's already some reasonable doubt involved as to whether or not it was intentional. That makes sense, Michael. Yeah, it does. Uh, Jason, I, oh, you have, Jason, you have something to say on that. I can yeah, tell. Yeah, I want to add to that. Look, I, I have, oh, yeah, go I, I have a, a good friend and a colleague of mine at MSNBC who got beat, who got beaten up by the police, and it was caught on tape several years ago. You literally, the cop was kneeing him in the back Okay, and hitting him and saying, stop resisting. I've told people it's no different. Mm -hmm. Look, I'm a younger brother. It's no different than my older brother having me smack me in the face and say, stop hitting yourself, Jason. Stop hitting yourself. I know it's my older brother, right? Cops say stop resisting all the time. It's one of the things that they've learned how to do now in order to have. You want to hear another one? You want to hear another one? And I've, I've been trained. I've been trained to do this is. You draw. And you say drop the gun as you're firing. Yes. You say drop the gun. If somebody has a gun and you're shooting at it, you say drop the gun as you're firing so that everybody yeah. hears you say drop the gun. You don't say you don't say drop the gun, hope that they drop the gun and then wait to shoot. You're already right. shooting when you're announcing drop the gun. Therefore, anybody that hears you, you have that uh, plausible deniability. You know what, uh, Doc Johnson, I know we've talked about this before, uh, different contexts. You have said uh, very openly, very clearly, emphatically, hey, I'm in favor of defund the police. You've said that. Yeah. So tell us, is there a, you know, when some people hear that, it makes them Mm -hmm. nervous. I'm not not just talking about Republicans. I'm talking about Democrats. Yeah. It makes them nervous. They can't even imagine it. Is there a nation that does it right? Does that not exist? Or and if there's not a nation that you would model it, model it after, what do you imagine that looking like if you were to tear this thing down and try to build it back up? 
so there was there was like a variation of it in Nepal. They tried it in a couple of small municipalities uh, in the early 2000s. I think it was in Ireland. Um, you know, so so there, there's a precedent. It's never been done nationwide, right? There's never been you know abolishment of police nationwide. There have been changes. Uh, in police standards, uh, there's been dearmament of police in, in different kinds of locations. So it, it's not it's not unfeasible. But I, I want to step back and say this real quick. It's also not crazy within the United States of America when you consider we've had all sorts of government agencies in the past and, and public responsibilities and government responsibilities we've gotten rid of. We don't have a town crier anymore, right? We don't have sin eaters anymore. We got rid of the Department of War. You know how terrified people were when we got rid of the Department of War? We changed it to the Department of Defense, but there were people, you, you read historically, they were terrified. They're like, if we don't have a Department of War, everyone's going to think we're a soft country. They're going to attack us. No one's going to believe in the Department of Defense. So we can do this, right? There, there's a precedent for getting rid of and completely redoing particular government agencies. And the Department of Defense and the Department of War do not operate the same way. Now, how does this look at a basic level? How does this look at a local level? And again, different cities have tried this in, in America. I don't believe in just defunding the police because that is only going to work as long as that particular city government is in place, right? All that money that you took and that you gave to social workers one year, all you got to do is get a new city council president. It is it's over, right? Defund the police is not permanent. You got to abolish. You tear the whole thing down from the studs. Now, how do you rebuild it? You take a look at what that department has to handle. Okay, how much violent crime are we dealing with? 15, 16% of the time that we need a particular armed force to deal with violent instances. You can call them peace officers, watchmen, judges, whatever you want, right? How the much time the Dora Milaje. The Dora Milaje. <laughs> you can call them whatever you want to call them, right? <laughs> Robocop, okay? Like, you can Sorry, call just had to bring some levity in. <laughs> yeah, this stuff's real, real. And then, okay, how much time do we spend on traffic? Okay, let's expand our traffic force, okay? Make sure that kind of information. And here's the thing. You have people, I've had people say this back to me a lot. Hey, wait a minute. Cops have to have guns. They get shot at traffic stops. One in 360,000 stops results in an officer being seriously injured. 360,000. I've looked up the data. I was asking about that the other day. I was, yes. thank you. I want to know, I, yes. Michael, did I not wow. say that the other day? I was like, I, yeah, I want to know that. why they they're, when Monday. they initiate the stop, why are they right. so paranoid about getting shot? to where they have their guns drawn when they initiated the, sh- the stop as if we're sitting around just waiting to shoot a cop. So it's right. one in 360,000, you said? Yes, it is exceedingly rare. When you think of how many times people are pulled over, right, for speeding, mm-hmm. for a traffic light, for, hey, you look lost, for drunk driving, it's one, seriously injured. That's not murders. That's just seriously injured. Somebody hits the cop, throws something at him, drives off and smashes their foot. It is exceedingly uncommon for a police officer to actually be harmed in a traffic stop. So they don't need to be armed, okay? So you take a look at traffic stop. Hey, we're going to expand the traffic force. Then you look at, okay, how many times is domestic violence stopping people from fighting? We can have on-site partnering up, as most police are partnered, we'll have a force officer and an intervention officer. He or she is trained to go to the house, talk people down, de-escalate. If there's a problem, hey, guys, all right, actually somebody in here is, I need my force officer with me. Okay, cool. Then you go in. How many times have we seen these situations, if cops or anything else like that, when a police officer shows up in full body armor or, or with a, a, you know, a, a bulletproof vest and a gun on his or her holster, and it escalates the conflict that they're trying to de-escalate? That is how you rebuild police departments. It is just taking the resources that we know actually stop crime and making sure that those are adequately funded and active. 
look, you can get the people who need to engage. Look, if there's a bank robbery, if there's a mass shooting, you right. send your watchman. Everything else, right. just have civil servants do it. It's not complicated. Unfortunately, well, and unfortunately, people are too simple-minded or too dug in to actually, yeah. if they, I, I've always said, Jason, that the trigger was not defund, it was police. Like, I don't know that it matters. If you, whatever word you put in front of police, people are going to get yep. pissed yep. off because you're trying to do something about the police. And they, and they, they protect yep. the police more than, police more than the police protect them half the time. But right. most people don't want to stop and listen and consider what you just brilliantly laid out, the steps mm -hmm. and what defund the police actually means. And it's funny we talk about this, Michael, because I was going to bring it up any, anyway, is that it's interesting that Barack Obama put out his statement yesterday where he used the word reimagine. I'm like, oh, okay. Because I'm old enough to remember when even former President Barack Obama was was criticizing defund the police. I've heard divest being used now. So I guess is reimagine the palatable term? Is that the one that's that's mainstream enough for us to actually make real progress? It's less so here's divisive. The thing. Yeah, here's here's what's sneaky okay. about. If that's what it, it takes, that's it, fine by me. When, when you talk about the straight politics, right? This is, you know, I was teaching, I teach campaign management. That's what my, my era focused when I got my doctorate. You know, language is always key. It's the Frank Luns thing. You can say that, you know, mm -hmm. people change talking from gay marriage to civil unions, right? Because gay marriage made conservatives right. say, oh, that's terrible. But you say civil unions, you're like, oh, that's fine. That's just going to the courthouse, right? Uh, people said, ah, you know, global warming makes me too angry. But if you start talking about climate change and, and your beach erosion, then sim people simply care. I have no problem saying abolish police because I'm talking about this from a policy perspective. You need to abolish the entire system of policing in America because it is dysfunctional, because it doesn't do what we have been told and what our tax money tells us it's supposed to be doing. Right. But from a campaign it's standpoint, and slave yeah, control. they reimagine. Works for me. Yeah. Works reimagine. Yeah, whatever hey, it takes. Let, let me Hey Mike, I'm gonna take a hard I'm gonna take a hard right turn. I, I was and I'm I was forward. trying to figure out how to do it. Do I'm, you I'm think? gonna make a hard right turn. I'm with you. I'm going to go to the northeast. I'm with you. I'm holding on. I'm, I'm holding on. I'm making on. a hard right turn to the northeast. Six New England states, and one of them, Julian Edelman, recently announced his retirement. And I'm shocked. Doc Johnson tells us off the air he got to come at us. He's coming for us on our Julian Edelman take. So come for us. Go ahead. Uh, look, I'm, I'm going to say this clearly. I have always thought that Bill Jeff Belichick was like the, 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 the Thompson of football. Thompson's like, I'm going to put some brothers in Georgetown. It's very clear that Bill Belichick always loved white receivers. And I ain't never doubted that that was intentional. And I know y'all worked in Boston. I know that's intentional on his behalf. Still. And he finally found a good one. And it was <laughs> Julian Edelman. Finally found a good one. Welker, yeah. Amendola. I mean, Amendola wasn't always his. But Welker, Amendola, Edelman. There's a tradition, unlike I, any other, I, I, in the slot in New England. I think Welker was, I think Welker was okay. I actually don't think Wes Walker was okay. that great. I think I, really, I, I think he's more of a system guy. But I really do. I, I really do think Julian Edelman was an excellent receiver. He had great hands. Mm -hmm. He ran great routes. And to me, if you want to be a Hall of Famer, right? It's it's sometimes it's stats, but it's also a combination of games and instances and rings and whether it mattered. A lot of those Super Bowls couldn't have been won without Julian Edelman. And if I can say this team couldn't have accomplished this thing without you, then I think that puts you in the conversation. Now, for example, and I, I, by, by comparison, like I don't think that he should be a first ballot Hall of Famer. I think maybe it takes some time, right? I know that you got guys out there, the Pierre Garcons of the world who are like, I've got similar stats, Antonio Brown, blah, 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 I got similar stats. 
but this guy has three reigns. This guy was a go-to for one of the most successful, still successful quarterbacks in the history of the league. I actually legitimately, now, do I think that he should have shared the MVP uh, with Butler? No, I think that was nonsense. I think that's just like when they made McNair. No, no, he got it on his own. He got yeah. it. Well, yeah, no, he got it on his own. He got the Rams right. Super Bowl on his own, yeah. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm sorry. I, I think I think when you have the second most catches in the playoffs, when you have probably one of the most critical catches in the history of the NFL against the Falcons, I, I actually think Julian Edelman should actually be a Hall of Famer. And again, there are some people I push back against. I think Eli, it should take forever and a day. Eli might have had a chance, and then Nick Foles won. Right. Once that happened, you can't say you're the only guy to beat Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. But I, I'm sorry, guys. I think Edelman should beat be him it. twice. Not the first time. Eli beat him twice. Hey, yo, man, look, how you gonna be a Hall of Famer and never make the Pro Bowl? Like, no, like once, what just make? once. What difference it make? Come on. What difference it make? He's been what, a Super what's Bowl. What's it mean? It means you're one of the Super best. Bowls. It's a combination. It's a combination. But, but I, I think that common. I, I think that combination is overrated, though. I really, really do. And, and look, when, when, when Edelman played, it's why, why y'all doing this? This, see, this I don't like. This is violence, right? You had to put up the Seahawks. I mean, we, listen, man, we, ju- we, just, we just got the right to play video, so we don't know how to act. So, you know, you just got to. <laughs> there gotta it is. There's that catch you talked about. You know, there's a there catch. That, see, now, that catch right there, yeah, it was, just, it was just absolutely incredible. And when, when you are, and, and again, I think this is me, I'm a narrative person, right? If I can't tell the story without you, right? Like, I can tell the story mm. of the Lakers without Mitch Richmond, but for some reason, he's in the Hall of Fame. I can tell the story of basketball in the 90s. Because he was uh, good. Uh, yeah. Don't be slandering Mitch Richmond. I'm a run TMC guy. I promise you, you can tell the story of the Patriots without Julian Edelman. You can. You can't tell the story of the Patriots without Julian Edelman. I bet you can. Come on. I mean, that is quintessential erasure. Like, you can't, like, he... He's too key. You can you can tell the story of basketball without Chris Webber, even though he was one of my favorite players on my favorite team. But you can't the Patriots story. The Patriots story in this second half, right? It, it's Gronk, hmm. it's Edelman, and it's Brady. I mean, like you can't take those guys out of it. And, and and to me, now is Julian Edelman? Would he have been good anywhere else? No, of course not. Was he ever the greatest top ten guy during the regular season? No. Was he ever elite under any circumstances? No. It was situationally. But if those are the most important situations in your game, if those situations occur in the Super Bowl, where else does it matter? It's about chips and rings sometimes. And he's got them. Mike, ask him a question. He's got to get, we got to get him to the airport. I'm thinking about dropping out. You know, I'm not even yeah, no, I'm going to close it up. I'm going to close it up. the airport myself. No, I'm going to close it up. I'm going I'm to I'm just, I'm just, I'm going to put a pin on that by saying that I think eventually, Jason, I could see more people coming around in your way of thinking. As usual, you're, head, you're not a monster. You're ahead of the curve. Uh, and, and I, I think maybe I, I think I, maybe down the road when people look back at the dynasty, they think like that. That's an interesting argument. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Look, you know, I I, I loathe all things Patriots. I can't stand their politics of most of their players. But when you're good, you're good. When you're good, you're good. So you know. And, and so and are I'll you. Say this, um, I, wait, wait. I, I just mention, keep in mind, it's three forty three. You the one got to yes. go. So <laughs> just to let you That's know. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. I, 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 all right. Go tell ahead. you. Falcon and Winter Soldier, which I have been up and down on all season. I got to tell you, been up and down on this show this at all the season. End. The, the racial politics are extremely problematic at times. But I got to tell you that seeing John Walker get beat down <laughs> was I a know. high point of this show. Was a Wasn't high it? point of this show. Wasn't it, it, was, it? it was amazing. It was amazing. Bruh, when, when the Dora Milaje came in, it was like, just to remind you who built this for free. <laughs> 
You yes. are only you are not a crazy assassin because of our technology. That arm you got, don't think we don't know how to take it back if we have to. Oh, and I by the it. way, this shield that y'all are fighting over, that's vibranium. Just in case you forgot. The Dora Milaje have jurisdiction wherever the Dora Milaje find themselves. Wh- whatever they happen very to much. be. Whatever look, look. Wherever they, they happen to, to be. Yes. Soldier, <laughs> they went to Winter Soldier and did up, up, down, down, backslash, round house, and it was over. Right. No, that was the five point palm exploding heart technique. That's what that was. That was like. <laughs> and, and you know so what? And here's the other thing. Here's the other thing. Back in the day, if I could have hollered at one of them just for like 10 minutes, then that, that, okay, oh. just 10, 10 to 15 minutes, I, I'm, yeah, I'm good. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> they all fine. Look, all of them. Wait. Probably, oh, probably oh, oh I didn't know we were going to do that. I, I didn't know we were going to do that, Michael. See, okay, you, you being bold. I'd have taken two. I'd have taken two. Jason, how do you pronounce the name? Is it is it is it Ayo or Ayo? It, it's Ayo. It's Ayo. Ayo? Yeah. Yo, yeah. she bad. Okay, well, yeah. since we're in the trust tree, we're in the yeah. nest. We're in the nest. Yeah. Yeah. We're in the trust tree. Yo, she yeah. bad. Now, I, I do have to tell you, okay. though, 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 Ayo has a girlfriend in the comics, so she wouldn't she wouldn't take any of our any of our game. <laughs> she, 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 she has That's the, right. the, the you know, Tell your friends yeah. to get with my friends and maybe we can be friends. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, 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 it's all good. It's all good. good. Bro, Jason, Jason, you bringing this up on the end of your segment. Can, you got a flight to catch. Can you come back Friday and we do a real breakdown? Can we? Can you come back Friday? Friday? We get a bonus Jason segment this week. We we, yes. we can do Friday. Have your people call my people. We'll set it up Friday. We'll be back in LA. We'll do we'll do a wrap up. The yeah, because uh, we're gonna do it. Because you like you like the pro- you said the problematic politics. I'm like, whoa, we gotta we gotta unpack this a little bit more. I was thinking about that too. We appreciate you. We love you. I gotta go yeah, back. Yeah. Here. We'll I gotta rewatch to now. <laughs> I'm telling you. All right, Doc. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. If a friend asks how you're doing, and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because, If I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free, confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. All right, so Ohio State is having a, a second pro day. Remember, there was no scouting combine, no in-person visits. So second pro day 
for Ohio State, and, and all eyes are really on, on Justin Fields, who could go anywhere from three, and I say three with some yeah. hesitancy because, I don't know, maybe two, but anywhere from, he's going in the top ten, I think it's safe to say. Exactly. Um, and I said all eyes are on Justin Fields. Um, I'm just going to laugh. You know, you and I both uh, put great care and thought, whether anybody else pays attention, notices, or gives to you know what's about it. We put quite a bit of care and thought as newspaper men, as what, at least for me, I was once upon a time a journalist, um, into our feed items. It's our feed items. We, we know we, we try to, we try to be kind of clever, bro. When you say keep your eye on Justin Fields, I'm like, really? Like keep your eye on Justin Fields. <laughs> okay. I'm going I'm to give it to you now, man. <laughs> okay. You know what? Now that you mention it, you know, this off the radar quarterback from Ohio state that nobody's talking about. I'll be sure to keep my eye on Justin Fields. Both of them. No. Okay. Sure. No. Michael Holly. That's not <laughs> what, what it exactly means. Talking about? That's okay, not what, what it, it means, mean? Mike. That's not what it uh, means. It's not like I'm saying, oh, yo, this kid, Justin Fields. I know you never heard of him. <laughs> He's great. I'm not trying to say that. It's like y'all this. sleeping as on a, Justin uh, Fields <laughs> as a as a one time as a one time high school quarterback who lost his job to a freshman. <sighs> Oh yeah, you. I'm talking about you. Okay, okay. <laughs> okay. Oh yeah. Oh, it's real today. It's real today. <laughs> oh my God. Oh damn. It just Oof. That's that itch Where's that makes your soul burn slow. Like you just hit your Ooh. No, as a quarterback, Mike. I'm sure. So you what happened was no, 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 you, no, 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 happened? you don't even get the floor because no, you can't just put that out. What happened? <laughs> you did. Okay. Hit. Did you play football? <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Let's just. So, so we want to. You know. Okay. <laughs> what happened was. Um, look, man. Let's just say. Now. Let's just say I was. I a, Let's just say, yeah, yeah, don't, don't, don't hurt. That still stings. Man down. It's still man too down. soon. It's still too soon. That was like 25 <laughs> years ago. It's still right, too right, soon. Right, tell, See, that's the story I don't story tell. Anybody that's, ever, anybody that's ever been subjected to listening to me over the last 20 years that I've been in sports media or whatever it is, they have heard me tell a story of me beating Eli Manning. The story that I don't tell is me getting beat out by a freshman as a senior. Uh, and that presumes that I was ever actually going to remain the starting quarterback. I took over as a starter late in my junior year, had the offseason, going into my senior year, coming off an ACL tear, which I really think is the reason. Nobody talks about this. But I really think the reason, all the people who have written articles about this over the years, the thing that they leave oh, out yeah. is that I was coming off a torn ACL, suffering at the end of my junior year in the playoffs, came back, back when technology was not what it was. I was back in six months. Okay, I was on some Jerry Rice stuff. I was back that in six ain't months. Right. That knee wasn't all. right. It, it wasn't <laughs> okay. right then. It ain't right now. Back in six months. I wasn't months, right. Yeah, no, it still gives me problems. But I came back because I had to lead my guys. My guys needed me to be back. So I came back my senior year, but we had recruited this hot shot freshman named Brett Young. Shout out to Brett. That's my man. And he was like, he was one of those dudes that came out the womb slinging that thing. And he was just like, a, he was a prodigy. And so we recruited this prodigy. And it was like, I think, honestly, honestly, if we really being honest, I think it was some politics. 
I mean, the coaching staff. He was a high draft pick. The veteran. I was the guy that was a veteran. You know, I'm hearing a lot and it was like bro. they were trying to get him. It was the he had more upside than me, and it was like, hey, let's just get him. In, let's just get him out there, and you know, just, he was better than I was. Okay, he was better. He was better. They played the best guy. They played the best guy. Well, here's what it is. I got. I'm right. no shame in getting beat out by a better player. He happened to be four years younger than me. It wasn't about seniority. It was about who was best for the team. So yeah, um, I rode the bench my senior year, and honestly, I know we got to get to Justin Fields. But I'll just everything is a teachable moment. Honestly, it taught me a lot because it's one of the defining moments of my life. All jokes aside, Michael, because I was so hell bent on being a quarterback. I don't know if I've ever talked to you about this. I was so hell bent on being a quarterback. And I was so frankly butthurt thinking that I was wronged and I, you know, and bitter until instead of me going to the coaches and saying, hey, I just want to play. I just want to help wherever I can. I'll play tight end. I'll play defense, whatever. I missed out on contributing, I think, and I'm flattering myself. Maybe I've never seen the field at all, but I missed out on contributing or at least having a better attitude about my senior year because I thought that I was a quarterback. And so one of the regrets I have is that I didn't switch positions, but it was a learning experience, and I I think I grew from it in terms of my attitude and, and how I approach adversity or how I approach it when things don't go my way. So anyway, thank you for opening that old wound and throwing salt. In well, it. Next time I see you, there's going to be some I'm, furniture moving. There's going to be a misunderstanding Mike, uh, next time I see you. I'm glad to see you're <laughs> over it. I'm glad to see you're over it, clearly. That's the one. <laughs> clearly I moved on. Clearly it's, clearly it's not an issue. And two, clearly it's not an issue for and me. Two, you know, it's not, nothing I'm harboring. We, you know, I forgot all about When you're the water boy, you never lose that job. Okay? I'm not losing my water boy job to a freshman. But look, as a quarterback, you know this. Look, this was after guy, I beat Eli. This was after I beat Eli. You, oh, that's messed I, had, up. I had beaten Eli that, that same season on the road. Game winning touchdown pass, a two point conversion on the road in the snow in New Orleans. In the snow, hostile crowd at, at Isidore Newman. And I told Eli after the game, hey man, you just keep you just stick to it and you'll be all right. You know, okay, just nah, get nah, on, don't nah, give nah, up. Okay. Make a few adjustments okay. here and there, yeah, and yeah. you'll be good. You got a future uh-huh. in this game. I told yeah, Eli I that know. at midfield after the game, nah, when all the cameras nah, was okay, around nah. us and whatnot, and everybody was nah. like trying to see what we, yeah. we covered our miles. We're like, look, yo, man, you got a chance to be really, you know, we, I, I gave him some advice. He never forgot it. And, he, and the rest is history. And then I still do, lost my gig. Do, do the LeBron thing. Can I, can I make a suggestion? Give, yeah. Give, give him the half hug and, yeah. and start talking to him. Real like close. You know, there's, 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 yeah. yeah. Can, I make, can I make a suggestion? Can I make, can I make a suggestion? Yeah. Since I completely derailed that entire segment. Yeah, um, you want to go to break? Hey, yeah, I think we might as well. <laughs> like, I mean, it's, it's almost the top of the hour. Let's no, just go ahead and no, like, get this break We in. don't have to. No, we don't have what? to go to a break. Look, why not? It's this. Why not? All right, when you're a quarterback, when you're a quarterback, what do they tell you to look at? To read the defense, what do they tell you to look at? No, 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 no. Wait, no, 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 Michael. Don't, no. Can I, please, please. I, don't, let's not sneak, let's not squeeze into Justin Fields because I know we're going to want to get into Justin Fields. And I don't want to, I don't want to be rushed. Let's go ahead and like stay on. This is the quarterback and me talking. Let's just go ahead and stay on schedule and then come back at the top of the hour and get well, back into Justin freshman. Fields. That's cool. Can I'm the freshman overruling you. <laughs>
I'm sorry, man. No, you're not. If a friend asks how you're doing and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because if I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. All right, keep your eye on Justin Fields, you were saying. <laughs> Come on, man. No, no, no. You're not ready? Uh, you, need, you, need more, you need some more time? No, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. So, okay. as a quarterback, if they're telling you to read a defense, what do they tell you to do? If you're trying to, if you're trying to read a defense, especially like the beginning, like high school oh, read, quarterback, read the what are you looking at? Read the safety. Safety, safety. Tell, safety will tell you what's happening. Yeah. And then you, that's why, for those of you who are not uh, devoted followers of football, that's why you always see quarterback is kind of Oh, identified. that's why you brought up me playing quarterback. That's, that's why you brought yeah. up me playing quarterback. That's where you were going before I took it. Yeah. Okay. You were you about yeah. to say what was, oh, okay, I got you. So, right. but okay. I would say Justin Fields, Justin Fields is the safety of this draft. And that's why I started nodding my head. You didn't see me nodding my head, or you didn't hear me giving you the church. Mm-hmm, teach it. That's right. Take your time. When you said three, Justin Fields at three, because I, you know, and, and you even said two. You're not even so sure he's not going two. And Michael Smith, let me yeah, tell the Jets you, are I'm there not today. either. I'm not either. Look, this thing is going, it's gone so far the other way. That something doesn't smell right here. Rex Ryan's twin brother, Rob Ryan, used to say all the time, he had a phrase when he was with the Patriots. He probably <laughs> had it like. throughout his career. <laughs> smells like? Yeah. yeah. Dirty yeah. word. Yeah. But he would say, with a personnel group that came to the game, something wasn't right, something was unrec- unrecognizable, he would kind of, he would say to the defensive coordinator, hey, smells like something here. And I think the same thing is going on with Justin Fields. I'm keeping my eye on Justin Fields because I don't believe for a second. I'm telling you, I'm going to say you right now. I don't believe he's sliding. Mm-hmm. I don't believe he's going to be there for the right. Patriots at 11 or, uh, you know, he's the fifth quarterback. I don't believe any of that stuff. I don't believe it now. There's just so much no, going I, on. I, think I, about I it, Mike. You. Mike, think about it. Silly season. That's what they call it, silly season, Mike. Now, I know. And this is, and I've been fighting myself on this because. I know too much about Ohio State football. And think about mm-hmm. this. From 1982 to 2018, I think it was. What, 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 Dwayne Haskins was drafted, what, 2019 or 18? Sounds right. Anyway, Sounds let's right. say it's 18. 82 until the time Dwayne Haskins was drafted, Ohio State football had one quarterback taken in the first round. And, and it's not a surprise, not that Ohio State has had terrible quarterbacks, but it hasn't really been a, a system, a, a school that has been built for professional success. There have been some Ohio State quarterbacks who've done all right in the pros. Mike Tomczak did all right, started some playoff games, started for the Steelers, and 
uh, for the Bears, but Arch Schleister, the first round pick in 1982, and they didn't have any first round yep. picks until Dwayne Haskins. Until Haskins? Yeah. And that was not by accident. Well, like that, so, great. on one hand, you look at yeah. Justin Fields and, like, hey, maybe he's like every other Ohio State quarterback, just built for college, but not necessarily the pros. But he's not. He's the yeah. best. He's the best Ohio State quarterback I've ever seen. He's the best Ohio State quarterback in my lifetime. Um, the numbers have told bear me, that out. You couldn't have told me after the Clemson game, after that performance in the semifinal, you couldn't. We, we were talking then, like, consolation prize my ass. Like, you couldn't have right. told me. And right. I know you, you love Zach Wilson, but you couldn't have told me that Zach Wilson and Mac Jones would be projected, or even Trey Lance, for crying out loud, in some mock drafts, would be projected to go ahead of Justin Fields after that performance he turned in against Clemson in the semifinal. And they, and they got curb stomped in the national championship game by Atlanta. Welcome to the club, right? So just, to, just for roll call purposes, all right? Uh, at today's second Ohio State Pro Day, and I emphasize Ohio State Pro Day because some of these teams could, there, could be there to see other Ohio State players. Another, you know, yeah, Sean there are other people there. Right. Yeah. But picks 2, 3, 4, 7, 8, 9, and 15 are all represented. Okay? That's the, that's the Jets, Niners, Falcons, Lions, Panthers, Broncos, and Patriots are all represented at Ohio State's yeah. second pro day. And the Niners have gotten the most attention because, as we all know, they attended Mac Jones's. Uh, at the, it didn't attend Ohio State's pro day. It attended Alabama's. And this is an opportunity for them to look at uh, Justin Fields uh, in person. Look, I don't, I don't think all these teams, including the Jets, I don't think they're just there just to be there. I I'm think with you. teams, especially the 49ers, and Tim Kawakami, Kawakami, excuse me, Tim Kawakami had a, a really good article in Athletic about this where he thinks that at the end of the day, the Niners, and this isn't a unique uh, theory, he thinks that at the end of the day, the Niners really just wanted to get up to three. And they even, they even intimated this in their press conference just to get up to three to have their choice of who was left after presumably Lawrence and Wilson. Kawakami writes in part, it's a complicated theory, but the more we go through the process and the more notes and half guesses emerge, the more I believe this is what is happening. And I'll say it now, though obviously all things can change several more times before the pick. I don't think Shanahan and Lynch are locked on Jones. And I think mm. by the evening of April 29th, <clears throat> excuse me, they will likely decide to select either Fields or Lance, not Jones. He says I could be enormously wrong about this. Stop okay, why not Stop. push this all the way? Yeah. I think they're it. going to take Fields at number three. Yeah. We'll know far Damn. more about all this after Fields' second Ohio State Pro Day on Wednesday and Lance's second North Dakota State Pro Day on Monday. This is Tim Kawakami, who's got his pulse on all things Bay Area sports, knows this organization. There's some credibility here. Here's what I want to say to you, Michael. And I talked about this the other day with you, so I'll repeat it in case you missed it. Or, you know, there's repeating. I didn't miss it. People I talk about Kyle Shanahan's system. I probably wasn't listening. You probably weren't listening? Yeah, probably not. Yeah, I understand. But, but say it again. Say it Join again. the club. Listen, listen to me now. I believe me later on. Um, people talk about Kyle Shanahan's system, and he likes certain quarterbacks and pocket quarterbacks, and Mac Jones is Matt Ryan or whatever. Yo, man, his dad made his name coaching Steve Young, coaching John Elway, okay? Right. And, they, and John Elway was older and wasn't, and wasn't, you know, the runner that he was in his younger days. But once upon a time, they both had RG3 before he got hurt. 
if we just if we Michael, if we just sift through all the BS, just sit, let's just let's right. just set all the BS aside. Okay, That's let's just get down to brass tacks. Oh, come on, come on, come with it. Yep. Who in his right mind? Who in his right mind would look at Matt Jones, who I love? Who would look at Matt Jones and say, "I want that over Justin Fields"? Let's just let's just let's just stop. Let's stop over. And I'm the I am the biggest overthinker that I know. Okay, I overthink about overthinking. Okay, mm-hmm. who in his right mind says I would prefer Mac Jones over Justin Fields? Not love me some Mac Jones. I love Mac Jones before it was popular to love Mac Jones, and I ain't yeah. taking Mac Jones over Justin Fields. And here's what's at play here, Michael. I want to read you something real, a quote real quick. And there's a really good article on the Ringer uh, from Kalen Jones. And it, it speaks to some of the things that you and I talked about in the aftermath we talked about this of, last week, of Dan Orlovsky's comments. Yeah. Yep. Right. But here's a quote that he uses from Justin Fields that Fields said following his first pro day workout. And this is about the whole thing about whether or not he progresses, he goes through his progressions enough, how often he comes off his first or second receiver. And it's a simple answer and so obvious. He says, quote, to be honest, we have some of the best receivers in the country. So if my first and second read is there, I'm not going to pass up that first or second read to go to the third or fourth or fifth just to prove that I can read. So when people default, and it's not always intentional, I said this then and I'll say it now, racial stereotypes and tropes aren't always meant to be malicious, but they're damaging nonetheless. I don't yeah. think people are, are intentional when they're doing it. Sometimes it's unconscious or subconscious, as the case may be. Implicit bias. When people say, oh, the guy that's most ready to play right away. And matter of fact, hell, I might have even said it for crying out loud. I might have said it. Right. The guy that's most ready to step in and play right away is Mac Jones. Based on what? Based on what exactly? Why is Mac Jones or, Trump, or, or, or Zach Wilson, for that matter, why are they so much more, quote unquote, pro ready than Justin Fields? Yeah, I mean, and if you haven't seen Justin yeah. Fields, Ooh. if you haven't seen Justin Fields run the kind of offense the way you would like it run at the next level, that does not mean I'm saying it loud for the people in the back. That does not mean he can't do it. Right. It and just means perhaps he hasn't done he needs it. to go to a team. It though. is your job to teach him because I'll be damned if that kid can't learn or isn't dedicated enough to learn what he needs to learn right. to succeed running whatever right. system. You don't go up to the third pick in the draft, Michael Holly, to get a system quarterback. That's, That's all I got to say I'm about saying. that. that. Exactly. And, and that was my thought the entire time. But now I, I use that logic to even say... You remember that first day I said, well, it's not necessarily a quarterback. Now, I've been disabused of that because they have flat out said it. John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan, they pretty much admitted they're going to get a quarterback. It's just a matter of which quarterback they're going to take. But you think about what they sacrificed to go from 12. I think they were at 12 before. I know Philly's there now. To go from 12 to 3. Mm-hmm. That's right. Come 12. on. You don't, you don't go from 12 to 3, give up two uh, additional first-round picks for just a guy or a system guy. It's got to be somebody special. And, and if your system Justin, is so Justin solid, Michael, like, you, know you, you know what you can get to run your system? But you know what you can get to run your system if your system is so Anybody. solid? If you're such an offensive guru. Thank you. Anybody. You can get Jimmy Garoppolo. You can get Kirk Cousins. Right. You can get anybody to run your system. If you're trying, to have, somebody, if you're trying to have a special quarterback, 
That's obviously Justin Fields. And that's no disrespect to Mac Jones, who can still be good. He just doesn't do what Justin Fields does. And look at the quarterbacks who are dominating in today's NFL. Today's NFL is dominated by people who play like Justin Fields. Full stop. I got to say, though, Mike, I got to say, now everybody is talking about, you know, Justin Fields and the second read and, and, and the third and going through his progressions. I am hopeful that he goes to an offense that is ready to play real football, uh, that, 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 that acknowledges real football. and hope he, hope he gets a good coordinator. Man, their offense is so whacked. Ohio State's <laughs> offense is a little... How you really it feel? Is. <laughs> it is. I mean, they've been pretty successful it's, running that offense, I'll just point out. Well, oh, have they? Have they? Well, well, maybe not by your lofty standards. Well, oh, well, right, because that's what we're talking about. <laughs> hey, look, if Alabama, if Alabama finishes, okay. if Alabama finishes second in the country, are, is Nick Saban happy? No, yeah. this is one of those programs. So I think they've got to get, they've got to update their offense a bit. Their offense, and especially in the last days of Urban Meyer, you know, it was just a very, and I know he won a national championship with Zeke Elliott and all that stuff uh, when he was there. But people kind of, when you're playing against the elite competition, that offense is easy just to, to, to just pick that thing up, dis- dissemble that, you know, just tear that thing apart like it's nothing. So I'm hopeful that he goes to a good system where they can work with him because he's got everything that you want. He's got a strong arm, he's accurate, and he's fast. Do you know, last thing I'll say about him, you know he was disappointed. Did you read this? He was disappointed with that number in the lower third. I'm four, sure he was. Four. He said I'm sure he, was. he expected it to be in the four threes. So you're talking the about dude, fast. He checks, big, he checks strong, all the boxes. Accurate passer. He, he checks all the boxes. And you know, people get uncomfortable when 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 honestly, people get uncomfortable when black people bring up race. White people could do it. They're they they they're 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 viewed as progressive when they do it. And and they're 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 tackling tough subjects. When we do it, it becomes white noise. Nonetheless, I think no pun it's, intended. it's dishonest. Pun intended? No pun intended. No pun intended. Okay. I think it's dishonest to talk about Justin Fields during this offseason and not examine some of the intentional or unintentional, as the case may be, stereotypes and tropes that have contributed to his quote-unquote apparent, I like how you said you didn't buy it, so that's why I'm putting it in Don't quotes. Quote unquote, apparent yeah. stock falling. We've made a lot of progress in terms of the number of black quarterbacks in the NFL. And we have made some progress when it comes to the conversation and the coverage around those black quarterbacks. But that don't mean we all the way there. That doesn't mean some of those old habits aren't still prevalent when it comes to how they're evaluated. Because again, if the idea that he can't do something, it's like, well, it's your job to teach him to do it. So maybe they do have, as you called it, a whack offense. Maybe he hasn't done some of the things that a, a Kyle Shanahan or some other Kyle Shanahan or some others want to see done in their system. But it doesn't mean he's not fully capable of learning it and learning it quickly. Right. You know. So whether it's whether and, and listen, I, I thought, just I'll throw Trey Lance in there too, man. And Trey Lance now Trey Lance is raw because of his inexperience and respectfully level of competition 
So if you want to talk about Trey Lance ain't year. ready, okay, I'm good with that. And he didn't play last yeah. year. One game against, I don't even remember who they played against. So if you want to say Trey Lance ain't ready, I get that. Um, Michael, more and more in these mock drafts, man, more and more people, and I don't know if it's because they just out of answers or they or they just throwing darts, more and more people got the Patriots moving up to the top 10, whether that's 10. Some people have got him at four with Atlanta to take Justin Fields. And I love that fit because the other part, and I'm sure Belichick didn't invent this phrase, but I know what he's fond of saying. Listen, I know I'm telling you something you know, is don't tell me what a guy can't do. Tell me what he can do. What What we saw last year was Josh McDaniels adapt their offense to fit the polar opposite of Tom Brady and Cam Newton. Doesn't mean they didn't do all the things or some of the things that they like to typically do, but they tailored their offense to fit Cam Newton. So if he went to New England, they're not going to try to fit a square peg in a round hole. They will tailor their system to accentuate what Justin Fields does well. And in the process, he will shock doubters if they're if they're really out there. We might be we might be yelling at some, you know, some boogeymen here. I don't know. If they're out there, people really doubt his ability to, to succeed at the next level. He's going to shock them with, with his ability to do the things that on the surface, some people believe that he may not do as well. I don't buy you don't buy that his draft stock is falling. I don't buy that he that, he, that he's not a pro ready quarterback. I think he's and, absolutely and you know, ready. all these mock, and I love this. I love this in New England because he wouldn't have to be ready right away. But I don't think he's going to make it to New too. England. Is he Tim Kawakami? Even if they I move see, up, come on. What did they move up? Tim Kawakami. Oh, okay, so you saying he go? You saying he's two or three? Okay, yeah, you go. Yeah, just all right. Just say it. Just say it. Go ahead. Just say you think the 49ers are going to take him. Don't worry about being wrong. They're going to take him at three, and I think he's going to. Uh, I think he's going to either New York or San Francisco. Because my my you know, son, if, my son's. I'm about Wilson. to say. I was about to bring him up. It, it sounds like you kind of torn here. It sounds like you a little torn here. Like you, you, you equivocating a little bit when it comes to well, uh, I'm a, the Jets pick. Look, you find great players anywhere. I know that. I know that we've had <laughs> great players who have who have played at smaller schools and have been Hall of Famers. I know that. But you can't look at Justin Fields and say, "Well, that's a risky pick." And then turn around and look at Zach Wilson and say, there's no risk. It's it's riskier taking Zach Wilson than it is taking Justin Fields. Even though Zach Wilson has the, the attributes that make people salivate. Oh, wow, look at that throw. Look at those skills. We'll have our brother Chris Sims on tomorrow and talk about Zach Wilson again. But it's still risky. Because he didn't do it consistently in his college career, and he did it against competition yeah. that is not great. So I just like just to be fair. All facts. All facts. Did you see? Did you see that yeah. Sports Illustrated mock draft that we put on the screen just now? So they got Lance going to the 49ers, which I'm okay. I, I, listen, I like Mac Jones. I, I, I and that's risky that too. Like I'm, I'm that's not crazy. Mac Jones. But Trey Lance, again, the upside, the potential. You know his 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 dynamic athleticism. I, I I could see Trey Lance. I mean Mac Jones. I like him a lot. And if he is Tom Brady, if he is Tom Brady, nobody would blame. At least in this mock draft, 
the Broncos for going up and taking him fourth overall if he if he's that dude. And I really think he is very, very good. I just am enamored more with the potential of, of Fields, Lance, and Wilson. All the other guys have that dual threat nature to them, some more than others, more than Mac Jones does. Doesn't mean Mac Jones can't be successful in, in the NFL. Um, mm. I don't even see Jalen, uh, uh, Justin Fields in, his, in the top 12 in Sports Illustrated. I was going to say, where, where's they Justin Fields in this one? All, they must have him dropping hey, all where, where, what do we have? Uh, you got him just falling to 15? I don't think we have it. I, I, only, I only asked for the top 12. I only asked for the okay, top 12, so they may not have that. Um, right. Well, yeah, we're on, the same, we're on the same page, man, uh, as usual, when it comes to just not, not believing the hype. And the good news is we're almost there. We're, uh, we're about two weeks out. And in two weeks, we'll find out a lot could change between then and now. Then and now, I don't think these teams are taking these trips just to take them. I think they're gathering information. And I think at at worst, or at best, depending on your perspective, I think the Niners are undecided right now. At the most, I think they're undecided. I think they're I think undecided. So Maybe Kyle Shanahan, this was this was Kamakawi's yeah. point. Kamakawi's point. Maybe Kyle Shanahan, if, they, if the draft were when they made the trade, it'd be Mac Jones. But the more and more they think about it, the more and more they evaluate, the more information they gather, which is why we have this process. It, it would it would surprise me, too, if they didn't come to see the light and like, wait a second. Like Justin Fields can do the same things Mac Jones can do from the pocket and more outside the pocket. We, we and by, by the way, to get a guy just to plug in our system. By the way, Mike, just to close the loop on this, uh, that SI mock draft yep. is Justin Fields going 15th. To the Patriots. Yep, there you go. Fifteen. Telling you, it's it's a good fit. But you're right. He probably, he won't, he probably won't. He probably won't be there, and shouldn't be. be there. I think is our point. All right, we got some yeah. company coming in about to class up the joint. Um, we're gonna put a pin in that. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go lick my wounds in this next break too. I'm still smarting from uh, you bringing up old stuff. What year was that? You brought us some old stuff. What year was that? 19 what? 1990s, fall of 96. I'm class of 97, on, fall of 96. 25 years ago. Move well, on. since you've never competed, you don't know what it's like to Wait. strap on your equipment. You don't know what it's like to buckle up, buckle your chin, chin strap. You've never competed, hey, so man. you don't know what that feels like. You've never, you've never won anything or lost anything. Have you, did you ever play? You ever played a game? Ain't nobody ever played the game going to tell me what it, like, I, you know, come on now. And, some ex- experts, experts like Michael Holly never played the game, telling me I should get over it 25 years later. Shall, yeah. shall I show you my intramural championship trophy? If a friend asks how you're doing and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, hang it in there. Because if I ask for help, They'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free, confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. Get a real football expert in here, sitting around talking. A about real college. expert. Never played the game, has no idea what he's talking about. Yeah, don't waste your time with that dude. Don't waste your time with that dude. K- yeah. Oh, you Kimberly too, Martin. Now, huh? Okay. From, from ESPN, <laughs> all over ESPN. 
but most importantly, check out her new uh, popping podcast, First mm-hmm. Take, Her Take, uh, which is which is fantastic. So good to see you again. It's been it's been too long. And, it's uh, been a I'm minute, saying, guys. We were but talking. I'm back. That's what I'm back. Long time. Yes. I know. But you said yeah. something during the break that that uh, that disturbed me, that alarmed me, uh, that really, you know, uh, didn't sit well in my spirit, given oh, what I'm all about and what my brother Michael Holly is all about. You said during the what you t- I'm not going to say it for you. Tell the people what you said during the break when we said, how you doing? What would you say? <laughs> I said I'm tired and I can't wait for the draft to get here and be over. Not because I don't love the lead up to draft, but when it gets to oh, okay. this point... When it's, you know, one week, this guy, this team's taking that guy for sure. Then by the time you know it, it's a totally different guy. This is part of the job. As a reporter, I deal with facts. I deal with information. I want to know, like, I want to get to, like, the heart of what is happening so I can give announcements. You know what I mean? So the smoke screens and all that, I don't like people trying to lie to reporters. I don't love it. I don't love it. So it's fun. Have um, you been at lying the end to lately? Have I? Nobody lies to me. Nobody lies to me. No, I think that's the thing. As a reporter, (laughs) as a reporter, you have to vet. You have to be like, okay, you said this, but I'm gonna go over here and talk to these people. And what you find is, depending on who you talk to, it's got to be a wide cross section of people to get a sense of what truly is happening. Um, So the 49ers pick at three, that is fascinating to me, because all the Mac Jones love. I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm not. I'm not fully buying it. I don't know. I, if they take him, I think he's a he's going to be a good prospect. But I don't know. That's a lot to give up for Mac Jones. That's a lot. You know. You know. It's really funny because the last time, now since you came at me, I'm gonna have to come back at you. You know. Uh oh. Because last time. <laughs> all right. Last time we were on, I think it was after the Jets' first win of the year. And you were oh telling God. me how this is Has a it been bad... Long? It's been a long time. <laughs> and... It is not that long. Don't lie on me. It hasn't been that long. Well, but okay. I'm going to let you well, go. It it's your show. So I'm we, have, we, have, yeah, we, have people like, we have people that can look that up and tell us the last time you appeared on the show. All right. Well, ahead, it's been a long time since we talked with Kimberly Martin. But She's busy. I do remember once, once upon a time we had Kimberly on... And the Jets won a game, and she said how terrible it was because you missed out on this generational prospect and Trevor Lawrence. Since that conversation, some people have elevated Zach Wilson to the generational prospect uh, platform. And, oh, by the way, Sam Darnold has been traded. So just what do you think of the, all the developments, uh, you know, since, since the Jets won that game? Because it's been up, down, up again, hopeful. Mm-hmm. How, do you, how do you view it all? <laughs> And Jets fans are still holding on for dear life on this roller coaster. Look, I think them getting rid of Sam Darnold made perfect sense. Not because I don't think Sam Darnold will be better in Carolina. To me, he he honestly cannot be worse. For him, I think this was a situation where <laughs> this trade benefited the Jets, it benefited the Panthers, and it benefited Sam Darnold. Fresh scenery, that's what I've always thought he needed because – for a new, not a new GM, but a newish GM who did not draft Sam and a new head coach in Robert, Robert Sala, you can't stake your reputation on, yeah, this is a new regime, but we're going we're gonna to see if we can resurrect Sam Darnold's career. We're going to figure out if we can strip him bare of all the bad habits and build him back up. We don't have time for all that. 
We really don't. And like the, the Jets do not have time for all that. And really, that contract, you got, you would have had to pick up that fifth-year option. That's where I think that decision, that's why you have to move them because you have a chance to reset the QB clock. You get a young kid, not going to pay him a lot of money with the rookie wage scale, fill the roster, hopefully if they do it right, with some talented guys, and you have a different window. That's what the Jets need. Sam Darnold, Matt Rule, college QB, um, you know, Joe Brady, guy who worked with Burrow, Robbie Anderson, his former teammate, perfect situation. I don't know what Sam Darnold's ceiling is going to be. When, when you look at his college career at USC and the turnovers and the interceptions versus what he's done yeah. in the NFL, good. I, I hope he does improve, but I think that's too much of a gamble for the Jets to take. So I'm not at all surprised that they moved on. The fact that the Jets are in the Zach Wilson market, I think is interesting. I don't particularly, I was on get up earlier today on ESPN. I don't know any NFL GM that would say, Oh, give me Zach Wilson instead of Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. 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 Give me Zach. Chris Sims can say that. That's fine. But as I said on air today, Chris Sims' job is not on the line. If, if Trevor Lawrence or Zach Wilson pan out or don't pan out the Jets GM and the head coach, they are tied to Zach Wilson. We assume that's who they're going to take. So they've got to be right. And if they believe in him more power to them, but no one's comparing Zach Wilson to, to be the next Andrew Luck or t- John Elway type. You know, that's that's reserved for Trevor Lawrence. Well, that, I want to uh, stay with that word assume a moment ago because the Jets, mm-hmm. and again, it's Ohio State's pro day, so they could it could just be due diligence. It could be scouting some other prospects. But the yeah. Jets are present at Justin Fields' pro day. Mm-hmm. Is there a chance that that – is it, in fact, an assumption that they're locked in on Zach Wilson? Or could – Justin Fields be the guy the way it felt like he would be back when he torched Trevor Lawrence's Clemson Tigers mm-hmm. for six touchdown passes. Could they yep. still be weighing their options at number two? I would be very surprised, and a lot of people in the league would be very surprised if the Jets come out and pick Justin Fields. Again, this is the NFL. It's the yep. draft. We've seen crazier things, but I think Zach Wilson is that lock. I think the draft really starts at three with the 49ers. So I heard you guys talking early, you know, Justin Fields having his pro day today, you know, the Jets are in attendance, the 49ers, Kyle Shanahan and um, John Lynch, the Patriots, Panthers, Falcons. These are all teams that you could, you could visualize Justin Fields playing for. The question is who do the 49ers want? I don't know. I just think it's a lot to move up. Actually, it's funny when the, when they made the trade, I got a bunch of texts that were like, they're going after Trey Lance. That's the guy. And I was like, oh, Trey Lance. Trey Lance. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, because of the upside and the fact that they have Jimmy Garoppolo, they don't have to move him right now. When you talk about Trey Lance, when you talk about processing, people seem to kill Justin Fields for the processing. When they talk about Trey Lance, this is a smart, sharp kid. Yes, inexperienced, not a lot of games. Yep. But when you talk about not just the athleticism, but the pro style offense, what he's I understand. Like, I get the competition, but BYU, it, you could also make an argument like, okay, well, who's BYU really playing? I think when you start to parse all these players and pick them apart, you can find something to not like about all of them or to, or to you know, make you say like, oh, I don't know. But Trey Lance, I think anybody you talk to, think this, they think this kid has the most upside of anybody. Mac Jones might be ready 
pro-ready at the moment may not need as much seasoning as a Trey Lance, but what's that ceiling? You know, what? Yeah. where is he going to be versus Trey Lance? And that it all depends on the fit and where they go and how they're developed. Lance definitely fits uh, the program, Michael, if they keep in Garoppolo. That's right. In terms let of let like, ask you let that. him sit, I, let him marinate. This is, it's not a, um, this story I'm going to ask you about is not an easy story to talk about. It has been easy for us. Uh, we have, uh, we have walked lightly, uh, trying to be thorough and try to be, uh, mindful of both sides of, of this story or all sides of the story. Cause more than both sides, yeah. it's several sides yeah. of it. How are you approaching Deshaun Watson, Watson reporting? How do you just look at this story from all sides? Well, off the bat, it, it is a devastating story, regardless of what is the truth. Because I think, you know, as a reporter, I, I'm all about truth and I'm trying to understand what really happened. And right now, the Deshaun Watson situation, you don't know. There's, um, there's all this gray. At, at this point, nothing's been proven. But you also look on the other side and you're like, you know, what's the likelihood that all these women are lying? Who knows? Because not all people tell the truth. You can't come into this and say, oh, these women must be out for money or, oh, these women must be telling the truth and he's guilty. That process has to play out. And as a reporter, the tricky thing is trying to wait until we see some sort of resolution here. Um, As an NFL reporter, I'm curious, teams, how do teams feel? I've talked to some people who are like, you can't touch him. I had one GM tell me last week, you know, I actually heard there was some, there was at least one team that was still interested. You know, that's what, those are the things that, that I think about, you know, um, how could a team make a move right now when you don't know whether this guy is going to end up on the commissioner's exemplus at some point, um, if he's going to be complete, if these lawsuits will be dropped, you don't know where this is going. But I think as a reporter, it's my job to say, I don't know whether Deshaun Watson is guilty. And it has to be proven that he's guilty. And we wait until more facts come out. Yeah. And one of the uh, 22 accusers who have to now disclose their names or attach their names to the lawsuits, one of those cases has been dismissed. I think that happened today, if I'm not mistaken. All I'll say is the interesting thing about the concept of truth, a lot of times we say, you know, there's two sides and the truth is somewhere in the middle. Mm -hmm. I I don't think that does it here. I think especially right. in matters like this, they could both have their truth. And that's oh, yeah. what's so scary. That's what's so frightening about mm-hmm. it. Like, Deshaun Watson can be like, this is how I see what happened. And it, one or 21 could be like, this is how I see what happened. And both can believe that they're telling the truth. And, uh, and how it resolves itself, you're right, uh, certainly remains to be seen. Um, Yo, the Browns uh, beat Yo, the Brooklyn the Browns. Nets. I think they got. I think they got three number one, former number one overall picks, and ten first rounders on Andrew Barry's roster now. Jadavian Clowney, number one overall pick a few years back, never been a high volume sack guy, but very versatile, mm-hmm. uh, productive in the run game, and I think I like him as a complimentary piece to Miles Garrett. Uh, what's your thought on on the Browns? And he's been hurt the last couple of years, though. What's your thought on the Browns yeah. uh, adding to Devin Clowney today? I think it's good. I think, I think it makes sense. You know, the Browns were interested in J.J. Watt to a degree. Uh, they're one of those teams that felt 
he'd be a nice piece to add, however, at our price tag. I think what we've seen with Jadavian Clowney is his name, he's still Jadavian Clowney. However, the production has gone down over the years. As you mentioned, he's had to deal with injury. I think it's a good pairing, you know, him opposite Miles. I just want to know, you know, I think every Browns fan wants to know is like, how many games is he going to play? Obviously, we're going to wait and find out. Um, but health is a big thing. If he's not on the field, then okay, <laughs> that you know, like. But I think adding him as a complementary piece to a team and a defense that's already improved, that has improved over free agency, a team that I covered, you know, week seventeen and first first week of the playoffs when you know they beat the Steelers. Um, this is a team that's on the rise, you know. But Jadavian Clowney is just a small piece of of the brown sort of evolution like i don't think he's gonna have this monster season i think he'll make some plays here and there but it's the same thing that i expect from jj watt it's a nice complimentary piece not a guy that's going to be on the field all the time the real issue is how does baker play how does this back end the secondary how do they improve and is kevin stefanski i i covered the browns a lot last year i was very impressed very impressed with andrew berry as a gm very impressed with kevin stefanski as a head coach leader some guy somebody who caught COVID, had to deal with all sorts of issues with his coaching staff catching COVID. Um, and the team was still able to maintain um, that level of consistency and improve as the year went on. You just got to see it again from Baker. So that's really the issue to me. So it's a nice addition. We'll wait and see what he does. You know what, Kimberly, you might uh, as well. Can, you can, can we, answer oh, that I'm sorry. with. You know what she could answer that with, Mike? Meh. Huh. <laughs> she was trying to be nice about it <laughs> you know what <laughs> listen listen because i i don't i'm not enamored with names i'm enamored with production and i think you can be realistic about what do you expect to see okay. from him. the production has gone down but it's also not my money so if they you know inside <laughs> of when you deal with the titans last year i think for 12 um this i think was around 10 you know it's a good yeah, one year 10, deal but yeah, but right. I think this is what Jadavian Clowney's career, you know, the one year, let's see if it pans out. So I'm sorry it didn't move right. me like it moved you, Mr. Holly. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. Am I allowed? <laughs> Am I allowed? Yes, of well, course. Well, no, you want to apologize. If if you want to apologize, apologize for uh, December 22nd. December 22nd. Uh, being your last. So I was that right. can't be right. Like, that's right. Kimberly. December 22nd. I, listen, listen, I know. I don't know if there's some kind of memo floating around I don't know about. I know I'm not on your team anymore, but we're still family. You know what I'm saying? So you can come holler at your people. What uh, had happened was, what had happened was, did I mention the podcast? We got a podcast. Don't we do it? Doing some, yeah. Okay. All right. See the way my bank account works. No, I got you. First take, (laughs) her take, uh, incredible podcast. Uh, You're doing incredible work across uh, a multitude of platforms. Keep crushing it. And, uh, Come back again in the next couple of months if you don't mind. If, no, if, no, if, yeah, every I know you're busy. Every so month, every month, book it, book it, book it. All right, we'll do it. Hey, you ain't say nothing but a word. It'll be an email in your <laughs> inbox. <laughs> it is book booking it once a month. All right, <laughs> no take doubt. it easy. All right, guys. All right, Kimberly. If a friend asks how you're doing, and you say, "I'm okay." When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, hang it in there. Because if I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. 
then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free, confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. Hey, man. Um, obviously, there's a lot of awful, heavy, stressful, heart-wrenching, gut-punching news coming out of Minnesota these days. But there is some good news, and it's been good all season. Yeah. Rookie of the year, good all season. And that's number one pick, Anthony Edwards, and how he needs to be protected at all costs. As you know, Alex Rodriguez is finalizing or has finalized a deal to purchase the T-Wolves from Glenn Taylor and uh, Anthony Edwards, 19-year-old Anthony Edwards, uh, was asked about it. And we haven't gotten to chat with you since the news this weekend that Alex Rodriguez was getting ready to buy in as an owner here. Do you have any thoughts about him? Are you an A-Rod fan at all growing up or anything like that? What do you think about what he might bring to the team? A fan? Who is he? The baseball player, Alex Rodriguez? Yeah, no, I don't know. Okay. I know he's going to be the owner, but I don't know about baseball. <laughs> Yo, I love that he dude said, so much, man. I can say I could watch him do this. Just like make sure my hair straight. Let me like, make sure I'm, I'm looking good, right? I mean, God, said, I love that I know kid. He friended, that, that, he said he friended to be. He friended be the owner. He said he that what I'm. That what I'm trying to tell you. That what I'm trying to tell you. Hey, hey, I was four fifth hitter. I was four fifth hitter. Straight cleanup. Clean up on aisle three. Look at that. already. Hey. A A one from day one. Okay, (laughs) he is one of the best interviews and quotes already. A one from day one. I mean, I know he's got a dunk of the year candidate. He's a rookie of the year candidate. Might win it with Lamelo Hurt, but man, that kid is a gem. He is priceless. I I I thoroughly enjoy just it is. (laughs) Rodriguez. So he and listen. This is a reality show waiting to happen because A-Rod hit him on Instagram. It was like, hey, Anthony, uh, you know, I'm A-Rod. I mean, but just it's, it's, it's hilarious and it's humbling because I'm, you're Alex Rodriguez. You've got to be like, all right, I'm old. <laughs> He's yeah, probably you know, seen me in pictures of jail. That's probably what he knows, you know. That's what I mean, man. Like, Mike, I, I, I enjoy it. See, I, I look at it and it's, it's really funny to me. And humbling is the right word for all of us. Because let me ask you, who are you supposed to know in pop mm. culture? Because I, 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 I just mm. use my own, my own examples of, I remember I had just started as a reporter in Akron. And I remember uh, the music editor said something about Ramsey Lewis. And I know who Ramsey Lewis is now. Mm-hmm. She's like, you oh, know Ramsey yeah. Lewis. I was like, who's that? She said, well, I can't believe you don't know who right. Ramsey Lewis is. Like, everybody knows who Ramsey Lewis is. No. No, I didn't know who right. Ramsey Lewis was. And, like, and, and like where, where's the cutoff? Where's the cutoff for Anthony Edwards and everybody else who's 19, 20, 21? But, but who do we know? But it's not just that. Who, who do we this know wasn't a, this that wasn't a we pop think quiz. they should know? Alex Rodriguez. Especially when <laughs> Alex... <laughs> Bro, I mean, what's hilarious good, about my this? Guy. It is. It's only it's hilarious because it, my guy, my guy is in my boss. Was good. Like you talk. Yeah. This is hilarious. This is this is these young kids, man, are just so funny. They're fearless. 
He's like, what's good, my guy? Like we like we peers. Like, okay, steroids aside, you know, and that's a big aside. Steroids aside and controversy aside, and at one point he was a pariah, and then he came back, which shows you everybody could come back. Alex Rodriguez but, became beloved. Um, but when's the last year you know, he played? Alex Rodriguez is one of the. It doesn't matter. A he's one mean? of the best athletes and one of the most high-profile athletes in recent memory. Number one, it, it ain't like he played for uh, Minnesota. He played for the Yankees. Number one. Number two, the moment he said, "I know he's supposed to be the owner," they all on their phone all the time. You think he would Google? And I'm not mad at him for not Googling. I'm amused by the fact that Anthony Edwards could care less about anything other than is his hair straight for the camera for the interview. Cause that's what I'm trying to tell you. It, <laughs> anything you swimming, tennis, trash ping pong, trash can ball, whatever it is. I, I, I that's I, a one. I bet y'all be a one from day one. Like I'm t- like I love everything about this kid. And the Timberwolves, they're gonna probably end up with a I don't know, they might have a number one pick again for all I know this year. Hopefully they get Yeah, together. they're terrible. Because this kid needs they're to be terrible. protected at all costs. He is hilarious. He needs to be protected man. at all costs. <laughs> man, they won like fourteen I think they won like fourteen games or something. Hey. He's like, oh A Rod. You think A Rod. Being Aaron Rodgers? A Rod. <laughs> Let me ask you a question. Look at him, just completely there indifferent. He's like, oh, I know he's supposed to be the owner or something. I just, I'm, I'm just in a hoop. Yeah, <laughs> I'm in a hoop. I don't know what you want from me. <laughs> a fan? You a fan of the game? If he's a happy. fan, tell him I said what's up. He just let me ask you this. Care, there's not a care in the world. I wish I was 19. Is again. this a yeah. bigger? Is this a bigger story? Is this a story about who these kids don't recognize? You know that old, that old take. Oh, y'all kids don't even know A-Rod. He played for the Yankees. You should know, and not, you don't know what you don't know. Is that the story? Or is the story, hey, man, baseball ain't really, baseball really is not engaging the way you think it should. As you said, no. he played for the Yankees. No. He's a great That's, player. I don't, I, I, think, I think, I think it's neither. It's none of the above. Uh, which one the is The story it? is Anthony Edwards is a character. It's Anthony Edwards is a character. He's a, he's a really good, promising young player, and he's a character, and he's great. That's the story. It's because uh, I mean, it's it's neither. It's not that he's. Sh- it's most people probably would have looked up the person who just bought their team if they didn't know who he was. Well, forget about I think no, most forget people, about looking even him up. In his, even in even in his age group, because I mean, he's not that young. He's young, but he's that young where he where wouldn't have. He is. When was A Rod's last season? He would have been young when A Rod last played. But he's not so young where he missed A Rod completely. So he Look, may not man, be watching A Rod on Fox. He may not be checking for A Rod when he was J Lo. But I mean, he, he didn't miss A Rod's career completely. Hold on. So that would make him eleven. That would make him. It's been eight years. It's been eight years since A Rod played. Years. Yeah. Okay, that would have made him eleven years old. Eleven so years as old. An 11 and year you're old, not in the, in the sports. It would have been hard. But there's baseball, and there's the New York Yankees, and there's Alex Rodriguez. It, Again, I, but I'm just not even that baseball, you don't care. This is just hilarious. There are certain players that there have been polls done. There are certain players that they say name a baseball player. Some people right now would still say Derek Jeter. Once upon a time, they would have said Alex Rodriguez, and they may still say Alex Rodriguez because corrected. of how high profile he was. Mike, I stand corrected. It's 26. How long? How long ago was it? 2016. So five. Oh, 26. Years. Oh, I thought you knew that. I thought. You, 
So five years ago. So okay, so you'd have been five fourteen years, years old when he yeah. played. And he was full fifth he was full fifth hitter. Straight clean up on aisle three. So he's so he so you know, you think maybe he'd have a little familiarity. A one from day one. Speaking of not caring. Speaking of not caring. It. You know yeah, what I don't cool. care about? I don't, two things I don't, I don't care, care about, about in the NBA. One, I don't care about net sixers tonight. Oh, come, oh, you know what? You're, because you're lame. You're as lame as the Brooklyn Nets. You're as lame as the Brooklyn Nets. You. Yeah, you. You. I'm talking about you. you look, Michael, I'm looking the right Nets will you. be without the following tonight against oh, yeah. the 76ers. No Kevin Durant. Suckers. No James Suckers. Harden. No Blake Griffin. No LaMarcus Aldridge. No Tyler Johnson. So this is a Suckers. Nets Sixers game. It, and, and I'd be shocked if Kyrie played. This, this is yeah. a net Sixers game. This, see, that, that, that headline was dated. That was from earlier yeah. this morning when it looked like a battle yeah. Eastern Conference yeah, okay. Finals preview. Yeah. You know what? Nobody no. playing. So ain't no takeaways from this. So y'all let no, no, I got a takeaway. You can have this no, game. No, y'all, y'all can have no. No, I got a takeaway. You got it. We'll see you in the Eastern Conference Finals. We'll see you okay, in the no, Eastern we, no, Conference Finals you if you get there. If you get there. Yeah. We'll, oh, we'll see you in the Eastern Conference Finals. Oh, we'll be there. Oh, oh, how about this? You already let me know. Let me uh, can, can we can we bring it full circle? This lets me further know. This lets me further know that you're scared, Brooklyn. You're scared. Scared of what? You ain't got no. no this, com- this, this lets you know we don't you ain't care. Got no competing we don't even you. care. This is a big game for you and your friends. Okay. Because this is a statement no com- game for y'all. Oh, you're we know what against, time it is. You ain't even seen. You're up against we don't even play. Team. Harden, Durant, and 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 Kyrie Sorry. don't even play. They don't even play together. They ain't even play together. We, we got the we got the same record as y'all got, and our stars ain't even played together half the time. Most of the time, we play like seven games together. We all in and out. Joel Embiid missed tonight. Joel Embiid missed like what ten games, eleven games. So, so as the MVP of the league, missed Kevin Durant missed twenty. Kevin Durant missed twenty three. Kevin Durant missed twenty three. Why do we take every so other day off? Hold on, hard wait, wait. So hold on, if he missed twenty three games. Why is he running Nobody running from this game tonight? They're running. Ain't nobody running. They're nobody running. running. They're scared. Running from what? They're running scared. From what? They don't want to compete against the best team we'll see in you the Eastern when it Conference. Counts. We'll see you when it counts. And you know what else oh, I don't care about? I don't care about your boy Ben like Simmons that. talking about there's only one ball. There's only one ball, and you still got to play defense. Okay, good luck when you got to defend all three of them. See you in the Eastern Conference Finals. We'll talk then. Okay? The this don't Nets, matter to us. The we'll Nets talk then. won't make it. We'll talk then. The Nets. I hope so. Okay. I hope they get there. You know what? You know, I actually, you know what? You know what? And I actually want to see. actually want to see the Nets in the Eastern Conference Finals. Because this John right here. This John right here. Mike Smith. You know, I'm going to tell you real what. Deal. I, this is how. This is how I want it to play out. This is how I want it to play out. Because honestly... People like Ben Simmons talking about, oh, there's only one ball. Yeah, okay, we know that. And they have no problem sharing it, okay? Oh, and you have to play defense. They play defense well enough. They'll get the stops they need to get when you can't hold them under 130, okay? okay. And I know the Sixers got a good defense, but they ain't seen nothing like yeah. – what, what, they ain't nobody yeah, they seen nothing like the fire the Nets about to rain down when they all get together and they all healthy. But you know what? At this point, Michael, you know what's bothering me? I'm at the point now where I'm just like, I want to beat the Sixers – but then I don't even want the title. I don't even want to be right about the Nets. 
because I know what's going to happen because everybody going to come out of the woodworks hating on them. It's going to be, it's going to feel so, it's going to be empty. Ain't nobody going to celebrate the Nets. They're going to be people lining up with you just to sit up here and talk about, oh, well, they cheated anyway. They, they had college, they cheated. you know, they cornered the market. They, they, they brought, they they brought all these they stars the together. They do all like, oh, they, they, no. oh, you're supposed to win. Like, when they win, no. you're going to say, no. well, they're supposed no, to win no, when you I'm got not. three future Hall of Famers. That's what you're going to say. Yeah, I know, no, I know you. I know I'm you. I'm saying, look, I'm like, Kevin Durant, stop hating on the media since you want to be a member of the media. Just just join the media, dude. Like, in your offseason, you know, get your workouts in in the morning and then go to TNT or, 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 NB, or, or Peacock and just get your reps in in the media. It's like constantly monitoring narratives and what people are saying and, and counter narratives. You're a member of the media. Just embrace it, dude. Like, I, I, I don't care. I don't care about them cornering the market. I just don't like them. How about that? Okay? I, I, I know you don't. I am. And I, I know you don't. Like them. And you know they what? didn't cheat. You know, right about hey, now, I don't hey, like hey, you hey, either. Hey, right about now, I don't like okay, you. Right? And I don't, I don't like, like you either. I don't like okay. you either. Back up, back up, back up quarterback. <laughs> Bleep you and everybody who looks like you, okay? <laughs> okay? As a staff record label and crew, okay, Michael? I'll see you in the Eastern Conference Finals. I'll see you in the Enjoy the night. Enjoy the win tonight. It's the closest you get in the beating Brooklyn. They're scared. Here on out. All right, Michael, uh, it's, the headline says it's a magical place. Henshaw Stadium, former Negro Leagues ballpark, being restored to its former glory. And, Michael, this, this, this story really resonates with me because not only was it the place, uh, the location of the Negro League World Series in 1933, this is where the oh, great— Oh, right. you were there, right? Uh, I was not there. I wish I could have been. Thank you. Nice shot. You uh, but it. this is where the great—and you you'll appreciate this— this is where the great Larry Doby played. And for those who don't know Larry Doby, they should. Larry Doby is the only, was the first, I should say, was the first Negro League player to go from the Negro Leagues directly to the major leagues. Same year as Jackie Robinson, but Jackie Robinson right. went to Brooklyn. Months, Larry Doby months after. went to Cleveland. Yeah. Came, the the so, second guy through, went through the same, went through the same stuff. Same, same stuff. stuff. A lot of people don't know That's this story. Thing. All right, brother. See you tomorrow. Great story, Mike. Mate. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.